Hello and welcome to another episode of Oaks Online. We're yes. so happy to be here. I'm Jack. I'm Josh. And this is Oaks Online episode three, series five. five. Josh, I have some great news for you today. Oh, yeah? The Tier Fund Big Quiz Night is back in action. Yes! Everyone. Oh, Woo! I love Who doesn't it. love a good quiz? It. John, do you it. like a quiz? Josh, I do. Everyone oh, great. loves Everyone a quiz. Emma, thoughts on the quiz? Everyone loves a quiz. So get out to The crew in the studio right now are nodding their heads. So yeah, it's it's it couldn't be much better than the big quiz night from Tier Fund. Here's a video uh, giving a bit of a recap what that's all about. What are you guys doing? We are filming this year's Tier Fund's big quiz night. So that's 2023. Yeah, it's a quiz night. It's a big quiz yeah. night. It's a quiz. It's a quiz night. Lots of fun. But it's not just a quiz. It's to raise funds for Tier Fund's great work in fighting poverty across the world. Yeah, literally the money that this quiz raises will help to make a difference in the lives of people facing some of the most extremely difficult circumstances around yeah. the world. And it's a really fun way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the 7th of October. 2023. And who's it for, Betty? It's for everyone. Anyone can come. Your church, your community, anyone, any your club. Your cricket club, your crochet club, your coffee club, your, you. You are invited yeah. and all your friends are invited and Betsy will be there. Yeah, Taryn will be there. I will be there. And you can sign up. So, TFN's big quiz night. Yeah, don't miss it. Be there. See you there. Okay guys, so obviously if you're an avid watcher of this show, you'll know that recently we've been um, going over the Bible Project videos, ah, yes. but we've decided to take a break from that week because we had the incredible guest speaker, Graham Reed, mm -hmm. who we actually had on the show a couple of episodes back. Um, he came in to do a talk about, what was it about again, uh, Jack? It was about living free. Living it's free. Three chairs, soul spirit and body and that sounds definitely worth it yeah watch. definitely so we've got john and julia unpacking that video right now well this is how god Hi everybody and welcome to this discussion about Graham Reed's talk which we heard a few weeks ago on uh, Living Free. I'm Julia and this is John. Yeah, it's a bit different me being here. It's isn't a it? little bit different. It's a little bit scary. Yeah, very much scary. <laughs> so Graham came to speak to us about Living Free and talked about the fact that we can be Christians for a very long time. He used himself as an example and he's been Christian for 60 years and still not be living completely free, by which he meant we can have behaviours and attitudes and thoughts and things that are not really of God. They can be habits, they can be things that are actually damaging and that they usually, because of something that's happened to us through our lifetime, uh, kind of damage and hurtful things and painful things and they kind of cling to us and we, we stay in that place of perhaps unforgiveness or bitterness or anger or 
and, and then it comes out in different ways. It can be greed, it can be, uh, I don't know, drinking too much, it can be swearing, swearing, anything, lots of things that aren't really um, the way God intends us to be. And he was trying to explain how we can uh, move into that place of freedom or complete freedom. And so he used three chairs to illustrate uh, his talk. Um, there'll be a little, a little yeah, picture. Yeah, a picture of three yeah, chairs. Picture. Why three chairs? Why three chairs? Well, he, he kind of divided us as beings into body, soul, and spirit. So mm. three chairs were there to illustrate each of those aspects of our humanness. And I thought that was very helpful. So if you watch the video, you can see it move from one chair to another to explain all the different yeah, yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah, so obviously the first one, body, is is the physical aspects. It's, it's me. It's you. I am. <laughs> it's you. It's who we are. And it's our brain uh, and our organs and stuff. The second one was our soul, which he describes as... Our character, our yeah, personality, personality yeah. our mind. Yeah. Things that we think about. Yes. Yeah. Our emotions. So it's not the brain, it's not the organ, but it's the it's how we think about things, how we process yeah. things, how we feel about things. Yeah. And he didn't mention it, but there's also the will in there. The will is that that part of us. You know, we talk about having willpower, don't we? Mm. Some people's willpower is stronger than others. Um and actually it's it's questionable questionable as, as to whether where the will is kind of um, controlled because we can have willpower to do certain things for certain length of times but generally it's not that sustainable um, we really need complete transformation to stop doing certain things um, so yeah and then the third chair was spirit spirit and I, I found that really helpful because I've never thought of it as three different bits before yeah. and having been brought up a Catholic you tend to think of body and soul mm. and the Catholics will pray for the faith, the souls of the faithful departed but they're not praying for the character or the, because the character's still there isn't it, you remember the character of the person mm. so that made me think quite a lot Okay, mm. fair enough. Well, Jesus said to his disciples that uh, if the sun makes you free... <coughs> right, we've got a little bit of a dog bark going off in the background because there's a DPD man dared to come and deliver to one of our neighbours. Okay, so as we were saying, Jesus said to his disciples, if the sun shall set you free, you should be free. Indeed. Uh, indeed. And we know that as Christians, uh, we're born again, and that's a spiritual thing. So it's not our souls being born again, it's our spirit that is being born again. We know that when we die, we're going to get a new body. Um, and in uh, David's letters, uh, Paul's letters to the churches were, don't live by the flesh, which is your soul and your body, um, but by the spirit. So that, and he, he talks about that a lot of times. And David, in his Psalms, he talks to his soul a lot in the Psalms, but in Psalm 23, which no doubt will be familiar to you, he says, you restore my soul. So 
it's not about us restoring our soul. Our soul isn't restored when we become Christians. It's our spirit. So the going back to the chairs illustration, it's how do we move ourselves from that soul chair, living soulishly, living in our behaviours and our habits, into that spirit chair, which is the place of God's power and um, strength and healing. How do we do that? Because it's sometimes easier said than done. It um, is, yeah. Yeah, we know. Is, yeah. It's almost like, well, Graham described it as a default position. We sometimes find ourselves sitting back in that soul place. Well, he gave us seven things at the end, which I know we'll come on to. It is, yeah. But that's where choice is one of them. Yeah. Don't get ahead of ourselves? No, okay. I'm just teasing people. <laughs> so, um, another scripture, Romans 12 verse 2, says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So again, that's another kind of illustration of how do we renew our mind? Well, we can't do that ourselves. It has to be God who does it. So, he then went on to give another illustration through the chairs and he described each position so body soul spirit as having a one-way valve so that when we sit in that place of perfection that new creation that new spirit of god that one-way valve allows the the flow of the good things of god into our soul, our behaviours, our attitudes, and also into our body. And he said there are kind of three medicines, he describes them in medicines. One is the blood of Jesus, which is healing, and that can be emotional healing, it can be physical healing. Um, there's the name of Jesus, which is that authority of God. Um, to So we have the authority to sit in that place of perfection, in God's presence and also we can speak to those things in our body in our mind with the authority of Jesus which is a good thing and also the resurrection power that was a third thing and it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and we can um, access that power because we are Christians and because we're filled by his spirit so even if we are affected or influenced perhaps by um, stuff that's of you know the enemy of Satan so we're not possessed but we are influenced it's those things that attach themselves to our hurts but we can speak to those things either ourselves or our fellow Christians can speak to those things and tell them to go in Jesus name so we can be free and again he talked about the orphan spirit that he found that he was still affected by mm. you know 60 years on as a christian and last year there's a talk online isn't there where he came to us mm. and he, he posted it online as well about how to deal or how he dealt with an orphan spirit and that applies to any kind of spiritual influence that's in our lives that's not of god so we're not so we're not possessed by them but we can be influenced by them and they're, they're unhelpful so little minions he describes. He describes them as Satan's little yeah. minions, how God is God is omnipresent. Nibbling your way yeah. <laughs> But Satan isn't omnipresent, but he has minions that just come and do a bit of damage on his behalf. Um so that was very helpful mm -hmm. too. Very <laughs> and then he finished off with seven keys 
which he felt were helpful to us to remember and to live out as Christians so that we can see ourselves freed. We can make things easier to be free from those habits and behaviours and things that are not of God. So the first one was knowing the truth and the truth is that, you know, the word of God, that kind of, because I know Jesus, I'm free. Um, actually speaking those spiritual truths out, they have power. They? The truth can set you free. The truth can set you free. That's what you said, yeah. And, and it's about being as of God and, and our position in Christ. And it's remembering those things, not sitting in that place of, I'm so awful because I've just thought this or I've just done this or, you know, I'll never be free. That's why Jesus came, to set us free from all those things and to forgive us from all those things. So the first one was know the truth. The second one, it's a choice for us to move from that place of being soulish and uh, perhaps it's sinful behaviours, unhelpful behaviours into our position of perfection in the spirit. Um, so he said we need to be prepared to forgive in those cases so mm. if we've been hurt it's letting go of those things yeah that's what I was thinking and that can be really we have hard. a choice we do have a choice mm. and it can be really hard I'm not saying it's easy but <coughs> no no uh, and it's not just forgiving once sometimes it's forgiving again and again and again maybe the same person and it's I always remember that lady whose um, husband was murdered on um, mm. Boxing Day or Christmas Day Christmas or whatever it was, yeah. 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 And the, the world couldn't get their head around the idea that she could forgive the person that did it. Mm. But she had that choice and she chose yeah. to do that. That is a really hard choice. It is. I mean, people say, oh. I can't forgive, but it is actually, yeah. it's, it's a choice of will. But it's something that perhaps we have to keep doing because when we don't forgive, the only person we're actually hurting is ourselves. Yeah, it eats you. Yeah, it's nurse and rehearse it. Yeah, it's that that saying about you know you, you give poison, but you're actually drinking it yourself. Yeah. Um, so anyway, be prepared to forgive and to believe in in the truth of God that we're free. So know the truth. It's a choice. The third one was worship, and he talked about the fact that as Christians, we can you know anyone can praise God kind of sing along or listen to uh, the music but actually to suddenly find yourself in that kind of place of the presence of God where you can feel him and see him and know that you're in God's presence that is worship and we can't do that unless we're actually born again because it's a spiritual dimension can I add a bit of the <clears throat> having done the worship for Years. Done the worship. Done the worship. <laughs> um, we we often used to describe it as entering the throne room of God, mm. and um, and then if you let yourself go and forget about everybody else and that's around you, um, it really does give you a totally different freedom and also an engagement with God that you never would normally get. You can. You can be there, yeah. and and it can clear out so many emotions and things and yeah, it's an it's an encountering, yeah. isn't it really? And and you can find yourself in a, when you're worshiping God, you can suddenly find yourself weeping because he, yeah, suddenly you you realise just how much you're loved, 
or suddenly he can bring something to mind that he wants to heal in you. It's it's an amazing place. So yeah. So yeah. So it's creating opportunities to to worship God. And you don't have to go to a service to do that. You can do that yourself mm. when you're at home. Um, but yeah, it's different from just praising God. It's that it's taking that time and space to encounter Him. Uh, okay, so that's worship. That's the third one. The fourth one was stillness. He talked about being still. Be still. Mm. Know that I am God. And that can be really, really hard in I the struggle. stage. You struggle. You struggle generally. That's even before things like social no, media. I struggle with stillness. Is what you're <laughs> trying to say? I don't just struggle. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. I think particularly in this world where we're surrounded by emails and phones and yes, things to do. St- there's always stuff to do, always distractions. It can be very, very difficult to actually choose to be still. And for mm. some of some of us, the only time that happens is when we go to bed and nodding off. Uh, and that's what Graham Cook in the old days used to call the fag end <laughs> time for God. But if you can create some stillness and actually for some of us that might be going for a walk you know just being <laughs> so we're not with the dog by the same thing yeah so we're not actually stationary but it's it's creating that space to just be able to be present with god and not be distracted by other things um so that's stillness five exercising spiritual gifts and again that's it's a choice to do that. It's a choice to um, plug in to what God's Spirit is saying to us when we're mm. perhaps out on the street or chatting to somebody. Mm. And He talked about being in a coffee bar and we can either sit in our soul chair or we can sit in our spirit chair. And it's a choice. It's taking a moment to move into that place where we're hearing God as we're mixing with other people. So exercising our spiritual gifts. So it yeah. can be praying for people, prophesying over them, speaking in tongues, perhaps in our own prayer time, prayer language, all those things. Uh, the sixth thing was gathering together, and it's about gathering with other Christians. And again, not necessarily at a church service. It might be just gathering together in your home for a meal or going for a walk. walk. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's about moving again, you know, being intentional and plugging into... God's space while we're with other people mm. and encouraging each other and blessing each other mm. um, and you know pray for healing for each other there's so many things mm. but it's about coming together and finally it was communion he talked about communion and again we tend to think that communion only happens on a Sunday under special circumstances but actually when Jesus was with his disciples he broke bread that they were going to eat anyway he thanked his father for it, and then they shared it amongst themselves. And it's and when on the, the last supper, he was saying, you know, when you do this, when you break bread, when you're eating together, think of me, mm-hmm. think of what I did for you. Uh, and the same with um, the the wine when you share. But we don't have to have a little glass of wine. We can we can have a little glass of wine, but it can be over a, a cup of coffee in a cafe. It's about Again, plugging into God, thinking of God at that moment, giving thanks to Him, and blessing each other at that time. Um, so communion. So the, they were the seven things. So knowing the truth, choosing, 
worshipping, being still, exercising spiritual gifts, gathering together and sharing communion. Uh, and they, all of those things are kind of lifestyles that will assist us in our journey and choosing to live in that space, that seat of spiritual perfection. <laughs> spiritual perfection. We're trying to get there. Yeah. Rather than soulish captivity. I think that's it. Yeah. So if you really intrigued by what we've been talking about mm -hmm. have a look at the link below and um, that'll take you to Graham's talk which is really good and well filmed I might add. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Something really exciting now. We finally got to do it. My mum, Sarah Simpson, is gonna. We, we've interviewed her, and we'll show that for you now. It's all about how she's come to know Jesus and her life now with three children and working at the Hope House. So yeah, we'll play that now. The Sarah Simpson. From ITV News. From ITV News. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I'm alright, well? thank you. Yes, Good. I'm well. Good. We're going to be asking you different questions. Do you want today. to say how you know me? Um, I know you through the Oaksmiths Church. Okay, <laughs> any other way that you know me, Jack? Anything? Think of anything? Anything at oh, all? Oh, you are my mother. I am your mother. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hannah, how do you know me? Am I your daughter? Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to. So it's taken a lot of persuasion, hasn't it, for me to be interviewed? Yes, okay. it has. We finally got you. Finally got me. Got you here on Aix Online. <laughs> so the first question we're going to ask you is: When did you get baptized? How I old were you? Got baptized a long, long time ago. I got baptized when I was twelve. Wow. wow. Back in nineteen eighty-eight. Wow. Can you believe that? Long time ago. Um, so yeah, I was quite young, but I just knew straight away from being very very young I've had the absolute privilege of knowing God as my friend for a long long time from when I was tiny because yeah. granny my mum yeah. um, told me all about Jesus and I had the privilege of being part of the Oaks Community Church from being really tiny Amazing. so yeah just such a blessing really to know God the whole of my life yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I got baptised when I was very young. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that that's for everyone because I, mm. I think baptism should be a choice and it should be a time that you really know what you're doing and you really want to make that commitment to God and you really know that you want to follow God for the rest of your life. But yeah. I think at 12, I talked it through with some of my youth leaders and other people at church and yeah, it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, so, amazing. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. All right, question two. How did you get to know your faith? I've probably said a bit already, haven't I? Yeah. But um, again, I just think it's a privilege. Some people have, you know, amazing encounters with God and go through lots and lots of stuff in their childhood and in their teens and even in adulthood and then find God later on. And 
they have to go through a lot of stuff on their own without God's help. Um, mm. I feel really blessed that I never had to do that, that I've always known God as my best friend. And I hope you two will have that same. Your sister yeah. will have the same yeah. blessing. I've always known God there as my best friend and as my constant help mm. and, um, yeah, my constant guide all the way through life. And I think because I've known God all my life, it's meant that I've he's helped me avoid lots and lots of really tricky difficult situations so I've had to go through probably a lot less than lots of people so it's just a blessing Mm. amazing um so the next thing we're going to ask you is tell us about what you do for work okay what you do so apart from being mummy to you two and your your sister which is a full-time job (laughs) ladies and gentlemen (laughs) um yeah apart from that which is my ultimate priority um bringing you guys up and making sure that you know about God and know how loved you are is my absolute priority but apart from that I work at Hope House which Mm -hmm. is um it's a home for vulnerable men so there's uh it's a house with 12 bedrooms um and it's a real home we try and make it a home and it's for 12 guys that have been homeless or are at risk of being homeless and there's lots of different uh, people that are there so some people are struggling with addictions some people are struggling with other mental health problems some have had relationship breakdowns or haven't got family around Um, some people have lost jobs and that means that their income goes and then they can't afford their rent so yeah lots of different people and yeah I love doing it I've done that for a couple of years now and really love it yeah amazing how did you get into that how did you know that that's what you so do. it was amazing sometimes God guides you quite gently and other times he sort of shouts quite loud and I think this is one of the times that God really showed me that that was where I was meant to be mm. so just before lockdown I um there was an email went out through church saying that they were looking for a manager for this project and I thought well I haven't got the time or energy or perhaps skill to be the manager mm. but I'd like to perhaps volunteer because the project looked like something I'd love to do so I thought about volunteering. Then lockdown happened and it was a really good excuse not to do it. You know, when you perhaps think God's telling you to do something and you don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's a bit scary. So I had a really good excuse because we had lockdown. So I didn't have to do anything about it. And then just lots and lots after lockdown, there was lots and lots of people that just kept mentioning Hope House. So your dad said that someone he knew had fitted the security system for Hope House. Yeah. I thought, oh, I've heard about that. And then I met with a friend and just as we were leaving, she says, oh, I'm going to go and uh, see my friend who's just become the manager of Hope House. And mm. there's just lots and lots of people yeah. mentioning this place. Yeah. And I thought, right, I need to push that door a bit. So I went for an interview um, and you guys know, but my background is in social work. So I've done work with people and different types of people, lots. So when I went for the interview, they said, yeah, they'd love me to volunteer. And then once I'd volunteered a couple of months, they said, would I go and be a member of staff there? So yeah. that's what amazing. I've done. I yeah. know. Amazing. It's really, really good when you have something like that because every day is not easy. But when there's tough days, you think, no, God actually guided me here and told me to be here. So you know that it's it's the right thing right to do. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Cool. Okay. Bit more of a serious question now. Okay, I'm ready for it. Hit me with um, it. What's your favourite noise? <laughs> my favourite noise, you'll love this. Ready to cringe? Mm-hmm. My favourite noise is the laughter of my children. Ooh. <laughs> a bit cheesy, that. <laughs> no? 
you know what my least favourite noise is? What? My children arguing and fighting and, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, never my least. That, <laughs> never. Not that that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good noise. Yeah. Just being out and about, you know, like, being in the country, it's so cringy, but just like... I genuinely think being in the country and being out in nature is so good for us. So hearing things like bird song. <laughs> okay. You know, There's a river. The river. <laughs> exactly. Leaves. All that, yeah. And also, Great. Foo Fighters do a few good songs hey. as well. Oh, oh, that's good. A that's a good noise. Yeah, yeah that's a great That's noise. a good noise. <laughs> okay, back on to the okay. serious things. Back on Hope House, um, have you got any like interesting stories that you could tell us about or anything you've experienced? Yeah, there's loads and loads and loads. Um, we see answers to prayer all the time in the guys' lives. Um, and sometimes they're big answers to prayer and sometimes they're really little. So little things like one day, one of the guys um, wasn't having any contact with his adult children and we prayed about it. And then that day he went into town and bumped into his daughter. Oh, amazing. Which was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, lots of things like that. Mm. Um, we've seen a few guys who really have struggled with addiction. One of them had, he was a, a drug dealer and he was dealing to lots and lots of people in Chesterfield. He had what they call a big round. Um, and he now has become completely clean. Wow. He's not using at all. He's Incredible. changed his lifestyle completely. Um, and he's had really amazing sort of encounters with God. Um, but yeah, mm. lots of amazing things and that's that's not just the staff there we have lots of volunteers that pray for the guys we have lots of churches that pray for the guys that we're working with each room is sponsored by a group of people and they pray for the person in that room oh, wow. so yeah prayer works mm -hmm. and these guys see their lives completely changed amazing um, so yeah it's a real privilege to be part of it yeah wow so we've got one last question. Is this serious? Is yes. this a deep question? We've asked this to many people who have come on the show. We asked okay. this to Graham Reed, right. um, Karen Ball, wow, wow. Janet Morton. Wow, big guys, yeah. Like, what is your favourite cereal? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, You're going to call me an old person now, but my favourite cereal is granola. granola uh, that's what Janet Morton says. Granola, natural like yogurt on top, mm -hmm. and then berries on top of that just wow the best that is yeah my go-to every morning graham reed said worms so it's better than that <laughs> it is better no than i've that. not had worms for breakfast but um what do no, you think granola. about uh, karen bull she said muesli yeah i like yeah muesli i'm on board with muesli for me it's a little bit more like sawdust oh, oh. i like granola that's got a bit of a bite Bit of a, you bit know, of a bit of a crunch yeah. to it i'll be informing that to uh, uh to karen <laughs> <laughs> But Karen looks great, so it's obviously working for her. <laughs> so I stick with the muesli. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. It's been thank great you. having you. And if there's one lesson we've all learned today, it's that stick with your muesli. It's good for you. <laughs>
which one is which. Uh, Jack, are you ready to reveal the answer yes. to our previous Bible or not to Bible? Okay. So the real Bible verse was Obadiah chapter 1, verse 2, which reads, I will make you small among the nations. You will be utterly despised. That wow. was the real one. Real. I mean, I would never thought that. No, that doesn't it just shows you real. that you shouldn't take the Bible out of context. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much stuff that you can read in the Bible. Um, and, you, you know, read, read on face value, it can sound completely different to how it was intended during its time. So make sure you get getting proper teaching, teaching on, on the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to read and hear the first of today's Bible or not to Bible? Yeah. Like the first. Take it away. The first Bible verse we have, or not Bible verse, is we have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of this world. Wow. Okay, and the second Bible verse, what is this? Issachar was the father of Asher, the father of Jacob, who was the father of Aaron, who was the father of Naomi and Jebazar. Jebazar was married to Miriam, the daughter of Absalom, and it was they who birthed Zebediah. Now, I mean, both of them, I can't lie, don't sound mm. like Bible verses, although... No. Second one does like sound like something you might find in Numbers or Chronicles. Maybe. Although, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, to know. Out. Tune in next episode to find out which of those is real. And we'll see you there. there. Some sad news now. Sad, sad news. Yeah, really bad. Um, our colleague, Hannah. Hannah Simpson has... Sadly, been deported to university. Yeah, Don't worry, guys. She's not passed away or anything. But yeah, Jack, where, sorry, did you say Lincoln? Yeah, she's gone to Lincoln Uni to study childcare, and she's going to become a primary school education wow, teacher. that is good. That's good. I'm so happy for her. However, it's a real Oaks Online mystery right here. Hannah may have gone to uni, or maybe just she's just turned into this plant. I'm always going to wonder about yeah, that. I am as well. And it's just going to mean that every episode from now on, even though she might not be here in person, she'll be here in spirit. Don't forget to water her, otherwise she Should might actually pass. pass away. So thanks very much for watching, guys, and we will see you on the next episode of Oaks Online. Bye.